Welcome to the Financial Copilot podcast and video channel where airline pilot and CFP professional Dan Lomar shares techniques, interviews, and perspectives about financial planning and life in general for airline pilots. Here's your host, Dan Lomar. Welcome to another video, everybody, and also a podcast. So this is going to be my second video I'm doing that I'm also going to be as a podcast. And we are posting the first one this week. And the details are actually still yet to be determined as to where exactly the that's going to be located. It's going to be on Spotify and iTunes, but I don't have the link over to it yet. But it'll be any day now. So as soon as I get that, the link uh, to this podcast is going to be down uh, down below. So once again, thanks for tuning in. I am uh, super excited to be bringing you some videos uh, again. Hope uh, I plan on doing it on a regular basis now and uh, keep them coming. It's been a couple months since uh, I think last summer is the last time I did one. And actually, in this video today is actually a repeat of one of the last ones I did. Uh, I had some things I wanted to um, uh, modify and really emphasize on this. And we're talking about just the basics of, uh, of Medicare for United Pilots, understanding what the big picture is, uh, when to enroll, when your coverage starts, stuff like that. So there's some things that uh, I want to kind of reemphasize and clarify from that list video, from that last video. Uh, and that's what this one is about. So before we get going, uh, remember to subscribe, hit the bell icon uh, so you get notified when new videos come out if you haven't done that. And the other thing too is remember to share this video because uh, it's super important. I still talk to pilots every day that are just kind of missing out some of the big picture stuff on this. And the Medicare stuff is not that complicated, but uh, and that's why I'm doing this is just to try to consolidate it in one place so you at least got the big picture and know like how to navigate the uh, uh, Medicare website and just kind of know what to expect ahead of time. So that's what this is about. So share this because it's out there. If you're watching this, you're most likely uh, on top of this stuff. And so um, it may not be a big mystery to you, but there's a lot of folks um, who, uh, when they come up on this stuff, it's, uh, it's just not right there for them. So uh, go ahead and share this with as many pilots as you can. That'd be great. And um, other than that, uh, down, down below, I am going to have a link to uh, the slides and also a couple checklists to kind of help you navigate a, a couple things uh, with Medicare also. That'll be in the show notes in YouTube. Uh, for you to download uh, and uh, in that, and if you're uh, listening to the podcast on this too, uh, download the slides uh, if you want to and uh, and follow along. I'm not using a ton of slides here, but uh, uh, if you did want uh, an outline, so anyway, let's get going and start talking about Medicare, uh, what the basics are. The biggest thing I can recommend when it comes to understanding uh, Medicare is just being educated on it. So ahead of time. So three, four, five months, a year out before you're, look, you're looking to enroll in Medicare, just go on the website, medicare.gov, uh, peruse around it, take a look around, uh, figure out like you know what buttons to click on to sign up, when your coverage starts, stuff like that. So just kind of go on there, kind of understand what the costs are gonna be. That way you can model your own uh, Medicare costs and uh, for your own financial plan. Uh, just things like that. That's the biggest recommendation I can, I can say because I'm not there. I don't work for the government. I don't work for Medicare. And so, uh, yeah, just kind of be proactive on it. Take a look at it, look at it, your, um, uh, look at it for yourself and just kind of figure out uh, a few things ahead of time. Um, so speaking of the big picture, what is Medicare anyway? So it's, uh, it's our health insurance system. It's our national health insurance system once we turn 65 and we retire. It's all through Social Security. That's really the big picture of what it is. Who's eligible? Just about anybody who has, who's eligible for Social Security, who is also a 65-year-old uh, U.S. Uh, citizen. Um, 
So you don't have to be completely eligible for Social Security. There's some other things in there too, but just about everybody who's 65 and over, I don't see why any United pilot would not be uh, qualified for it. So once you turn 65, what is Medicare? We talk about parts A, B, C, and D. Let's just briefly touch on what those things are. Part A is hospital insurance. You spend a, a night, a week, whatever in a hospital. That's what that covers. Part B is your usual uh, Medicare and health insurance coverage. That's what that covers. Uh, skipping part C for a second, we go into part D, which is your prescription drug coverage. That's a whole separate um, uh, part of Medicare is knowing what you're, uh, is covering prescription drugs. And then backing up to part C, part C is going through a private insurer that kind of takes parts A, B, and D and kind of combines all those things and administers all those things for you. And then a lot of times also provides supplemental coverage on top of what Medicare covers because Medicare doesn't cover everything. So we'll talk about that. But that's those are the four parts of what it is. If you hear the term or read the term as you're navigating stuff, original Medicare, original Medicare means you're buying all these parts separately. You're buying part A, you're buying part B, you're buying part D and probably a Medigap coverage. You're buying all those things separately and you're kind of navigating the system on your own. And uh, if you go through um, uh, uh, Medicare Advantage Part C, uh, which is not original Med Medicare, um, that's again, it's where it kind of binds parts A, B, and D together. And then a lot of times it provides its supplemental coverage. So that's what Medicare part, uh, that's where Medicare Advantage Part C is. But again, I wanted to kind of throw that term out there, original Medicare, because as you go through this, you're going to hear that term. And so that you know exactly what they're talking about as to what not original Medicare is. So that's what that's about. Uh, what does Medicare cover? Well, it only covers 80% of eligible expenses, so it doesn't cover everything. There are, are no out-of-pocket maximums. So if you have a catastrophic injury or an illness uh, and you don't have supplemental coverage, then, uh, hey, there's no limit as to what you might be paying out-of-pocket. So, yeah, they cover 80%, but that other 20% can get really, really uh, expensive also. They are the primary insurer. So if you do have, which you're going to want to have, a supplemental coverage, um, Medicare is the primary insurer. Everything goes, goes through Medicare. They, they cover everything first. So again, as far as that 20% gap goes, um, you, there's a couple ways to do that. Medicare Advantage plans cover that 20% gap, or you can buy what's called a Medigap policy. If you're buying original Medicare, you'd buy a Medigap policy also. So just so you know that uh, you do have to have some supplemental coverage uh, to be completely covered. What does Medicare cover? Uh, well, in generic senses, it covers Medicare covered expenses. Well, what does that mean? It covers quite a bit, but it doesn't cover everything. If you really want to find out, uh, go on to the Medicare uh, website, medicare.gov coverage, and you'll see right here, is, uh, there's a uh, little entry box here, uh, is my test item or service covered, type it in and that's gonna give you a place to start as to whether your uh, procedure is covered. Now, obviously, you're gonna coordinate with your doctor's office. Are they, you know, are they taking Medicare? You're gonna coordinate with your supplemental insurance policy. Uh, so those are all the different things you're gonna do also to make sure your item is covered. But as far as like what Medicare covers itself, that's a good place to, uh, uh, that's a good place to start. And a better way to, you might wanna think of this is what do they not cover? Because they don't cover everything. Um, so obviously prescription drugs, that's through part D. So you have to have prescription drugs and there's some uh, extra costs uh, through that. But they don't cover long-term care. A lot of folks think, well, once if I, if I go to a nursing home long-term, uh, a nursing home, then uh, Medicare is gonna cover that. They don't, they, they cover 
Uh, they cover medical stuff related to being into in a long-term care facility, but not the long-term care facility itself, uh, unless it's a medical facility. But, um, but things like, generally speaking, assisted living, where you just need help with uh, your actual uh, activities of daily living, as they call them. Uh, that would be assisted living, and, and uh, Medicare does not cover that situation. They do cover hospice and situations, uh, which is different than long-term care. Uh, they don't cover no deductibles for co-pays. Uh, they don't, uh, dental and vision care is not covered, hearing aids, uh, and then they don't provide any medical coverage overseas. There's other stuff that's not covered too, uh, but that just kind of starts to give you an idea that nope, not every single thing is uh, covered by Medicare. Let's talk about Medicare enrollment. There's a couple of things that are really uh, important to know here. Uh, and this is what can lead to potential penalties. Uh, so you want to, you, know, you kind of want to know what this is all about. Uh, the whole idea of uh, of the penalties and enrollment is Medicare wants to get younger, okay, younger relative to the pool, y- younger people in the pool to spread the health risks out, okay. So as soon as you turn 65, they really want you to be in there paying for Medicare costs because you're. Uh, on average, one of the healthier people, uh, persons in the group. So that's the whole idea of getting you on board. So, so generally speaking, once you turn 65, they want you to get in there. Now, there's, there's some times so you don't have to do that. I'm going to talk about that in just a second. But generally speaking, as soon as you turn 65, they want you to uh, enroll in Medicare. Now, let's just say that you're working, your spouse turns 65, your spouse is one or two years older than you, they turn 65, your medic, your spouse at 65, if you're covered by the United Health Insurance Active Health Insurance Plan, as you're an active pilot, your spouse does not need to go on Medicare right away at 65 because they already have uh, qualifying coverage. So that's a situation where uh, a person turning 65 does not need to go right on to uh, Medicare. And then the same thing, say you retire from, from United at 65 and your spouse is working, your spouse has active health insurance coverage, you can go on their coverage, and then you would not have to enroll in um, uh, you you would not have to enroll in uh, in Medicare Part B at that time uh, either. So obviously, if you're going to do that, you suspend coverage from United from the retire medical um, from the retire health insurance plan. You're going to coordinate with the other plan to get on it. Make sure you don't have any gaps in coverage. So obviously, you're going to do that. But just generally speaking, if you're going if you're covered at 65. Uh, in a qualified health insurance plan, which is usually an employer-sponsored plan that has more than 20 employees, then you do not have to get on it at 65 then. And that's how, that's how older spouses uh, can stay off Medicare while they're on uh, active pilot's health insurance. So let's talk about these enrollment periods. Uh, when can I sign up for Medicare? Because this, uh, this has everything to do with avoiding the penalties. So let's talk about uh, when we sign up for uh, uh, for Medicare. So there's really, the first way is automatic. So let's just say you're already on Social Security and you turn 65 automatic, it's automatically enrolled in Part A and Part B. Okay, so the one thing that you really want to be aware of is that if you have an older spouse, you are you have an older spouse, you're going to continue to work to 65. So obviously your older spouse turns 65 before you. If that older spouse is on Social Security, they're going to automatically be enrolled in Medicare Part B and A, uh, automatically 65. So you'd want to proactively prevent that if you don't want them to enroll. And in, in, in other words, the only thing you want them to be on is the United uh, Active Pilots, United Health Insurance. 
Otherwise, you're going to be paying double coverage. You're going to be paying a United Health Insurance coverage. You're going to be paying Part B. So that's just something to be aware of. I've seen that happen, and I've seen somebody not realize that for many, many months until it was after, until after the fact. So then you got to go back and, and unwind this bunch of stuff. So just be aware of, uh, of automatic enrollment. Other than that, you have initial enrollment, special enrollment, and you also have... Um, uh, and you also have um, a general enrollment period. We'll talk about it in just a second. So here's a flow chart that says, will I be automatically enrolled in Medicare? Um, and so uh, that's something that I've got that in the, in the show notes down below. You can link to that. So uh, other than that, if you're not an automatic enrollment, you've got initial enrollment period, you've got special enrollment period, and you've got general enrollment period. The initial enrollment period is a seven-month window with your birth month being the fourth month in the right smack in the middle of that seven-month window. So you got you got three months on each side, uh, and and that is you know that's revolving around your 65th birthday. Now again, if you're in one of these special situations where you're covered by another medical plan for you know a while after you turn 65, then you go into what is your special enrollment period. Um, and so, um, you know, you might be your special period might be two or three years down the road after you turn 65 if you're covered by another plan. But generally speaking, if you don't get in your initial enrollment period, then uh, you're going to get in during your special enrollment period. And let's take a look at the website just so you see what that looks like. Uh, when does Medicare coverage start? And this is where they start to break down initial enrollment period. Uh, generally, when you turn 65, and they talk about the, the, the seven-month period here, so seven months starting three months before, three months after. And then um, you read through this stuff. This is pretty important stuff. And then if you come down here, when you, when you sign up, well, any of the three months prior to your birth month, it's going to be the month you turn 65. If you sign up in your birth month, okay, it's going to be the next month. And this is really a kind of a gotcha here that this is really I want to pound the table on is that um, if you delay into the later part of your initial enrollment period, then your coverage is delayed. It does not start the first of the following month, where it like it does in the special enrollment period. So this can actually get somewhat confusing. Um, so, uh, so if you're planning, so this is something to be aware of because if your spouse's birthday is exactly within the one, two, or three calendar months prior to yours and you're retiring at 65, you do not want to delay coverage, okay? You do not want to wait and enroll in the next month, uh, in, the same, in the same month because it's going to delay theirs. And that is, I'm assuming that you're planning on starting Medicare coverage on the day one of the month after you're done flying. Um, so this is just something to be aware of. And it can be confusing because if you go down and scroll through the flowchart that Medicare provides under the special enrollment period, it doesn't really capture that essence. So one of the things to be aware of is that if your, um, again, if your spouse is older than you within the three months window, then you're retiring within your spouse's initial enrollment period. And just because your spouse, who may be a non-working spouse, is covered by the United, the United plan, they don't really, they're not really in a special enrollment period. This can get so confusing. So the biggest thing I say here, follow this chart and follow the rules of initial enrollment period if your spouse is one, two, or three months uh, older than you by calendar months. So anyway, so that's the initial enrollment period. Um, tells you when the coverage starts. The big thing there is don't delay um, uh, getting into it. 
Uh, and then, um, and again, if you don't during, during one of these periods, then it falls into what's called a special enrollment period. Let's scroll down here. Uh, uh, I'm going to skip general enrollment period for a second. Special situation, so special enrollment period. That is, again, if you're covered by a plan, uh, after you turn 65 and you're on it for a while, then you enroll during what's called your uh, enrollment period. Now, Medicare has a flow chart here that if you were to click onto this without realizing there's an initial enrollment period or that those rules take precedence, you would click on this and you would say, when can I sign up for Medicare? And you'd say, does my health, do I have health insurance now? Yes. Say this, assuming you're doing this as an older spouse. Uh, insurance for my, uh, my job or my spouse's job? Yes. Are you or your spouse still working with the employee that provides your health insurance coverage? Yes. Does the employer provide health insurance coverage for 20 more employees? Yes. Ah, you can sign up within months, eight months after your, your spouse stop working. And that is all true, but just be aware again that if your initial enrollment period, if your older spouse's initial enrollment period is, uh, is within three months of your retirement date, just follow those rules instead so you, get, you don't get thrown off track by, uh, by the rules of the special enrollment period. Uh, anyway, and then if, if you were to miss those, then they do have a general enrollment period, but uh, my recommendation is don't mess around with it. Just get, uh, get enrolled uh, during the initial period or, uh, or the special enrollment period. So I talked about when Part B coverage uh, starts. I've got that on the, uh, on the website. What about Part A? Part A is the hospital insurance. Um, a lot of people will sign up for Part A because we've already paid uh, the cost of Part A as we're working, and there is no cost once you retire. There's only cost of Part B. So you can sign up for Part A and have double coverage if you want to, and uh, a lot of folks actually do that. The thing I would say about that is um, if you're uh, still working and you're enrolled in a high deductible health plan and you're contributing to a health savings account there's a conflict there you got to have one or the other uh, you can't you can't do both that's the one thing i would that's the one caveat i would say about signing up for part a but generally speaking once you retire you're going to sign up for part a and part b at the same time and then part d is a separate sign up pr process you can if you're doing original medicare a b and d all on your own you're going to sign up for it at the same time Otherwise, a lot of times when you sign up for a Medicare Advantage plan, a lot of those offer Part D prescription drugs, the uh, United ESA PPO does, and so that'd be something right there is that that's usually gonna, uh, Part D is gonna be taken care of for you. But just know that if you do have to buy Part D separately, it is a separate enrollment process. When's the best time to roll? Like I said, uh, the best thing you do as you're approaching this, and I can't emphasize this enough, is just get familiar with the website, know ahead of time when you need to sign up and, and just so that there's no surprises as to uh, when your coverage is gonna start. And then obviously, you know, sign up before coverage, uh, be, before coverage ends. Talking about Medicare penalties, the big thing about that, and this is kind of what uh, we're talking about from the initial enrollment periods, let's just say what Medicare says is they're gonna induce a penalty if you're not, if you don't get enrolled on time. Okay, so what's not on time? Well, what they say straight out their website, is for each 12-month period that you could have had Part B, but you didn't sign up, your premium will go up 10% for life. So it's a hefty penalty because it's not a 10% one-time thing. It's, it adds 10% onto your premium for the rest of your life. 
but the biggest thing is that as long as you're getting enrolled within 12 months, I wouldn't wait 12 months. I would get on as just as soon as you can so you're not messing around with it. The other thing too is that your United coverage isn't going to start until you're uh, not start completely. There is a there is a there is a process to go through uh, that if Medicare is delayed for some reason, they will cover you. Um, but um, uh, but either way, when you sign up for your United uh, Insurance or any Medicare Advantage plan, you're going to want to have your Medicare information and numbers uh, in front of you anyway. So usually just sign up, and, and that way you're going to avoid the penalty at the same time. And again, I got a flow chart down there. You can download this as will I avoid late enrollment penalties. And just kind of walk you through the things to make sure that you're uh, avoiding those things. How do you sign up for Medicare? Uh, simple, parts A and B. Um, uh, www.ssa.gov, apply for Medicare benefits. It's gonna walk you through the process, take a look at it ahead of time, uh, call Medicare, uh, talk to a rep just to make sure uh, uh, you're doing it right and uh, just in case you, can, you know, if you got any questions, something like that. So, uh, and again, the thing I wanna summarize on this is uh, don't take my word on it, I don't work there. The rules can change, it can be confusing, there's no question about it. So as you go through this for yourself, get familiar with the website, get familiar uh, with the process of enrolling and talk to a Medicare rep as you, uh, as you do this. Um, so anyway, hey, I hope that kind of answers some questions for you. I'm trying to consolidate this information and kind of emphasize a lot of the uh, important uh, and stuff, kind of the gotchas there, especially staying out of the penalties and making sure you don't have any gaps in coverage. That's the big thing there. But uh, again, uh, download the slides uh, down below from the uh, show notes in YouTube. I also have them on the podcast. If you like this video, please subscribe. Uh, give me a thumbs up. And at the same time, hey, once again, share this video. This information needs to get out. Uh, and this, this stuff is not your cup of tea. Give me a call. Let's sit down. Let's talk about financial planning, investment management. Uh, that's what I do. That's my spiel. And I know it's not for everybody. So I'll be glad to just sit down and talk to you non, um, uh, very informally about this. That's what I do every time I just start out. So anyway, hey, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, until next time, fly safe.